much for coming. I, I appreciate you coming. I know you got a lot of good choices, and it's fun to have people who are interested in gardening and some who say, you know what, I can't grow a thing. But I'm curious to know, who here kills plants for breakfast? <laughs> seriously, I mean, who here is just like, I don't give me a plant, it'll die by, in a week. Okay, who's a medium person, you kind of like plants, you're doing all right? Any master gardeners in the crowd? Mind if you kind of? Okay, kind of, okay. All right, that gives me a good idea what's going on here. Was 2006. 2006, I was in Ace Hardware with, with our 10-year-old daughter. And I walked in to pick up a few things, and I saw a rack of seeds, and they were free. It was the end of the season. Now, who else besides me would get excited about that? Okay, free and seeds, that's really cool. So I picked up a couple of flower seeds, and I picked packet, and I picked up a uh, gourd packet. I never planted gourds before. Didn't know what they would do. So that spring, I planted them in a little spit of ground right in front of our house. Well, not only did they germinate, but they grew, and they grew, and they grew. We went away for about 10 days and came back to this. Oh, oh boy, of course we I was thrilled. My wife was less thrilled. So I told her, I said, okay, I'll plant, I'll plant gourds around the core of the house, not in the front anymore. But that got me really excited about, come on up. Come on up. No You're works, no me, works. I don't really care. That's really <laughs> that got me really excited about growing plants from seeds. And I'm always amazed that God has put all the instructions that are needed to grow a plant in a tiny little seed. From the little basil that you see out there to the tallest giant sequoia tree out of Yosemite National Park. God has put all the instructions in a seed to grow those plants. And it's just really cool to me. My name is Steve Coons. I live with my wife about an hour south of here on Lake Indiana. We have two daughters. The then 10-year-old is now 23. And she works at Yosemite National Park. How cool is that? We visit her in July. It's a lot of fun. Our 19-year-old is a sophomore at Huntington University, and she's studying tech theater. She enjoys the behind-the-scenes aspect of running a production, especially lighting, and she's really good at it. But I call myself an IT guy by day and a gardener by night, <laughs> because my full-time job is working computers and websites for a company called CE National. CE stands for Church Effectiveness. And in a nutshell, we encourage people to follow Jesus through their local church. <coughs> so that's a little bit about me. I'll learn a little bit about you. So who here, who here are kindergarten teachers? Kindergarten teachers? Okay, first through third grade teachers. Okay, looks like the majority. Uh, fourth through sixth, we have any junior high teachers? You are brave people. <laughs> Junior high teachers. Okay, senior high? A few. Okay, so we got the whole gamut of, of teachers here. So I want three of you to tell me why you're here. I think I'm going to point you, so it's interesting. Yeah, why, why are you here? Why'd you come? Um, you know, I live in Michigan. You can't play anything outside for seven months of the year. 
Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's a good reason, yeah. And, okay, uh, number two person. I'm going to point at you right there. Me? Yeah, the one that just raised her eyebrows. Why are you here? <laughs> I'm here because next semester I'm teaching a food science class, and I'm gathering, I have some ideas, but I'm just trying to see what else is Okay, cool. And someone over here. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I um, have done the indoor plants, and they haven't fared well. Okay. So I guess I'm trying to, and the kids love to watch yeah. to see plants grow. I'm middle school kids, and if I can find ways to do use it for other things, and get on with okay. the topics, then I'm all right. about that. Great. Cool. Good. About six years after the Gord incident at home, a friend of mine introduced me to a tower garden, which is what you see here, which is a growing system. And I could grow all year, like you, northern Indiana, you can't grow seven, six that much out of the year, but with this, I could grow in my living room. I could plant seeds all year round, grow in my living room, and then uh, and, and then eat lettuce in January. It was it was amazing. I could do that. And but that got me learning too. What does it take to grow indoors? What's normally grown outdoors? When you're talking about lettuce and herbs and tomatoes and plants that are normally out on, outside in your garden, what does it take to grow it indoors? And that, that, through that, God led me to be able to start a business, small business on the side where I help teachers with indoor gardening. What I've been doing, basically. Um, I missed here. <laughs> but anyways, if you look at Genesis chapter 111, say, God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees, all the land that bear fruit was seeded according to their various kinds, and it was so. When you give a child a seed, and have that child student plant that seed, intend to take care of it and watch it grow, and then especially if it's something they can eat at the end of it, they've got the whole growing cycle down, but it points them back to the God of the Bible. It points them back to the God that made the seed-bearing plants on day three, which is really an amazing thing to see happen. So for the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about what's required to grow indoors, what's normally grown outdoors. What do you need to bring in your classroom to do that? And then some gardening systems that help you do that. But also, I want to, want to talk about how you get to plant the plants that you have now in your classroom to grow better without a gardening system. What you can do, and most, well, everything I'm talking about now is growing without soil leaving the dirt outside and then growing without soil inside, but then integrating into classroom learning. In my experience the last four or five years in classrooms, it's just been in public schools. That's been the opportunity that God has opened up. We've been in a lot of classrooms, a lot of kindergarten especially, helping them get started on the tower garden, what they do. But I want to hear from you how you can integrate that with faith in your classroom. Like the teacher talked about this morning, reading that tapestry of how you can integrate what, what you hear now and what you're doing with plants into, that, into your classroom and the faith that you want to uh, instill in your students. So as we go along, if you have questions, just ask. Raise your hand if you like or just ask. I want to know what's going on. I'll stop every once in a while and see if you have any questions. But let me know if you've got any questions as we go along with this.
All right, a couple of times I'm going to stop and make a distinction between growing to teach and growing to impress. <laughs> Years ago, a friend of mine had a cookbook. Part of that cookbook was growing to survive. The other, not growing, the other part was, was cooking to survive. And the other half was cooking to impress. Well, of course, cooking to survive were your, were your uh, macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Cooking to impress was the, we're having someone over for dinner, I want to make something really nice. So there's some things I'll talk about that will help you grow plant a little bit better in what you're doing. And then some other parts will be if you want to really make a, have a good plant grow better, then I'll talk about growing to impress. So they've got two different distinctions there. Here's a question. When I go into, a, any, when I go into any classroom, I'll always ask the question, what's outside that needs to come inside to grow less? I'm going to ask you that question. What's outside that needs to go inside to grow lettuce and herbs or whatever you want to do outside? Light. Light. Water. Water. Soil. Minerals. Okay, I agree with light and water, but there's no soil over here. And all the, whenever I ask students, they always say dirt. Well, I go, wait a minute. Okay, what's in the dirt that we need? to grow the plants indoors, and somebody mentioned it back there. Minerals. Minerals, yes, the nutrients, and the students like to call it plant food. Works out well. You know, we eat, so plants need food in order to grow. So again, there are three things. You have the light, <coughs> which is the sun, and you can't bring the sun into your classroom, otherwise everybody would toast. <laughs> it just doesn't gonna work. The nutrient in the soil you need to bring in, and then the water you need as well. Let's talk first about light, about the sun. It's amazing sun that God put in the sky for us. Incredible, the sun, the way he made it. And you look at a rainbow, and you see all the color spectrums in the rainbow. That's what you got there. Now, I'm going to kind of get sciencey on you here when we talk a bit, because plants need the red and the blue end of the spectrum the most. They need order to grow the best. They need the middle end of the spectrum the least. How many science teachers do we have in here? I'm curious if this if this is. Do you guys talk about color spectrum and light in your classes and stuff? Okay, so this is very about you guys. So the plants need the yellow and the green the least or to grow. So to grow a leafy green like well like lettuce here, the plants need the blue end of the spectrum. To grow a tomato well, to get a tomato, the, the fruit, and fruit to go, they need the red end of the spectrum. Now think about that. So if, 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 a, if a leafy green needs the blue end of the spectrum and a tomato needs the red end of the spectrum, how do we get a toma good tomato plant? What's that? Blue and red put together. Got to have both. Because, because to grow the leafy green well, a tomato to grow well at the beginning needs the blue end of the spectrum to get those leaves good. Otherwise, you get leggy tomatoes. Anybody, any, you know, you get, you get tall tomatoes that just are spindly guys. So, if you have the blue end of the spectrum and then the red end of the spectrum for the fruit when that comes along. So, God made the sun to change over the growing season. 
Again, the growing season, you've got the blue end of the spectrum when the tomato plant needs, needs good leaves. Over the summer, it changes a tad to where you've got the red end of the spectrum, and, the, and then you get the fruit and the flower to come on. So you get both. So a guy named Kelvin decided to put numbers to the, to the light spectrum. That's why we get 6,500 Kelvin for the blue, and we get 2,700 Kelvin for the red. Now you get really sciencey and uh, get into the temperature and the color of metal, how we chose it, and I won't deal with that yet. But when you look at light bulbs to come indoors, to bring that light indoors, you're going to see a lighting facts on the bulb, kind of like the nutrition facts. And you're going to want to look for, you're going to want to look for right here, the light appearance. Brightness doesn't really matter much. It's going to look at light appearance because 2700K, so what would this ball be good for? And if, yeah, for the fruiting, right? For the fruit. To get good lettuce, you want the cool end of the spectrum here, which is about the 6500K. And you can find these regular bulbs. I've got a clip-on desk lamp at home that I found 6,500K bulbs on one of my plants that will do wonders in your classroom. Now, any, any bulb, any light that you add to your plant is going to make it better. That's, that's the growing to teach part. Growing to impress, if you get a bulb, this is the right, this is the right bulb spectrum for the right plant, it'll make it look a whole lot better as you go along. You're gonna see, you're gonna see something called a full spectrum ball. And it sounds like they took the whole sun, all the spectrum, and packed it in this one little ball. It, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Look deeper on the labeling, because you'll see you'll see a Kelvin rating, 4,000 to probably 6,500 on a full spectrum ball. It'd be about 5,000 Kelvin rating. So look deeper on full spectrum. You're also gonna see something called a grow light. That, that may just be a fluorescent tube. Just look deeper on it to see if that's really what you want, if you want to grow to impress me. Any questions on light? I got some grant money a few years ago and I bought a full spectrum light, so it's got the different, it's got blue and red yes. bulbs. Is that okay? Yes, yeah, that's good, yeah. I um, shouldn't mention that because okay. you can, that's definitely grow to impress. Okay. Because you yeah. can get ball, you can get lights. You'll see the red and blue, and that'll cover the the both spectrum that you need to get a tomato from from the the uh, leaf stage to the fruiting stage. Yeah. Okay. Good question. Okay. The other thing we mentioned was nutrients that we need, and to grow usually the water that you've got. City water does pretty well without adding a nutrient. If you want to grow to impress, then you want to get some kind of nutrient out of your water. Grow indoors. Tower Garden has a nutrient here you can purchase. Um, and I looked up Humboldt's, Humboldt's uh, Secret has. There's a lot on Amazon. What you get doesn't matter much. Just make sure it's it kind of designed for the, the plant that you want to grow as well. But it usually comes in liquid, add a little bit to the water, and it can really help the plants to grow better. Um, oh, and come think of it, I've got all teagarder.com slash CEA, I've got that up here too, it's going to have the PowerPoint and it has links and everything that I show you now so you can find it. And I think on the, 
you've got a place where you can download handouts that has all the only the only thing there is tgarter.com slash CEA because I didn't get them to the prequel in time. Um, but that'll get you the information. I'll give it to you now here too. So we mentioned no soil. The plants need something in order to to uh, hold their uh, plant needs something to support them, and we use rock wool for that. Rock wool is what your plant is growing in now, and it's and it's this is dry rock wool here. It's not insulation, although it kind of feels like it. But it's rock and sand that's been spun together. And it, it provides the support that the plant needs as it grows. And you'll see the roots. Here's some Swiss chard I pulled out there. So the roots will go down through it. And in the, in the tower garden here, then it grows down in, inside in order to support the plant as it grows. You've got this one here, this has been in a tower garden, but you just see the roots are coming out down the bottom here as they grow. Same with the ones I handed out to everybody as we go around. These are one and a half inch cubes. You can buy it on Amazon easy enough. It comes in sheets of 48 to 98. Uh, it's not really expensive either. That would help with your indoor growing too. Can you reuse them? Yeah. No. I'll use them once and throw them out. Yeah. There's I just also wondering if you could dry them out and use them. You know, you could try. Kind of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could try it. It depends on how big the roots are that went in. I've, I've had plants die and then I've reused the rock wool with that because they haven't used very much. But you're going to get the roots all through it. Yeah. So they're not real expensive to purchase. And I know. It, yeah, I know budgets are tight, and you yeah, get your own pocket to really buy this stuff with, yeah. So that's why I want to go, okay, here's basic stuff that you could use. Yeah. Um, have you ever grown with, like, stacker moss before? I haven't, no. I'm just wondering, it retains moisture, um, but okay. I was just curious. It looks and feels a lot like this. It's just a, it's just a natural dried moss. So okay. Sure. No, I haven't, yeah. I tried cocoa core before a while back. Um, didn't really like it all that much, um, but it kind of depends on what you want to do and also how green you want to be. With cocoa core, it's more it's more uh, biodegradable, of course, than the rock wool is. So, right. but this is I mean you said it's just rock and sand, right? So it's not yeah. unnatural. It's not like it's, there's any plastic no. products or anything. No, it's not. It just doesn't break down very well. It wants rock. If you want to grow to impress, you want to make sure the pH is correct. Just like outdoor gardening in, in soil, you want to make sure the pH is correct. Same with the water. pH stands for power of hydrogen. I'll go into a kindergarten class and pretend that pH is a superhero, and I go, power of hydrogen! And all the kids go, power of hydrogen! But if the pH isn't correct, if it's too high or too low, then the plants can't take up the nutrient that you put in the water. They'll turn yellow eventually. Um, and then you can get a, a pH down or an up in order to adjust the pH. And you, you don't want really soft water. You, you kill the plants if you have really soft water. So I've got 
uh, pH, I got water uh, testers to make sure the water is okay. Now my suggestion is, especially with all this, is if you're just starting out, try the water that you have. It may work fine. The water in the Warsaw, we don't like area where I live, the city water does really well. The pH is pretty accurate, the hardness isn't too much. Um, just try it and see if it works. If it doesn't work, then you drop me an email and I'll help you out and try to get it to adjust and get it so it works better. All right, questions about light, nutrient, questions about uh, water. Yeah. If you have a tester and you test and your water's too hard or too soft, and like, can you add stuff to get it right or do you have to buy water? You really can't add stuff if it's too hard or too soft. Okay. If it's too soft, you just have to soften it less, or get water that's not softened. So basically, buy buy water. Yeah, you probably have to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the hardness doesn't really matter much. You'll get more poured sediment on it if it's too hard. If it's well water, if it's too soft, then you just gotta have to back off on the salt you put in your. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, read online that people worry about chlorine in the water. I, I don't have that difficulty where I live. So I had a, uh, a new uh, a STEM coach at one of the elementary schools that called me and said, hey, would you go up and help us with the tower gardens? And when I went up, he had a chlorine filter that he was using to filter his water. Well, I asked him why he was doing that. He said he read online that that was important to do. Well, the person that he read probably was in a town where chlorine was very high in the water. Well, I know that in Warsaw area, the chlorine isn't, isn't too bad. So it's best to just try it. You're just going to kill a plant. It's okay. <laughs> so give it a try and you'll be fine what you do. But how do you know if that's the factor and not something else? You would need to try to eliminate one of the difficulties. Okay. Yep, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it too is you're working with students, and you go make it a, make it a project. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, this didn't work well, so let's figure out why and what. Because with with when you have success, they can learn. When you have failure, they can learn. Yeah. Both ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can also purchase water testing kits online. Amazon sells them, but um, we were just talking about that with the salmon in the classroom this morning. Going the field. Salmon. Salmon. Um, yeah, grazing salmon. Small. Um, but they just get a, a cheap water testing kit, and you can test the pH and the chlorine and the nitrates and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about salmon. Yeah. Salmon yeah, and raising the, raising salmon. Raising um, salmon. From okay. eggs to small, and then the, they go release them. Okay. So cool. It's a cool program. Oh neat. But are there plants on top too, or just raising the salmon? No, just the salmon. Case, but um, okay. it would be cool to see what you could do with that. Yeah, that would be neat. Sure. Okay, we'll move on. That's probably the most science I'm going to get on you. So here we go. <laughs> Let's talk about the growing systems. There are three different types. You've got hydroponic, you know, aquaponic, you got aeroponic. Anybody know what ponic means? It's Latin for work. It's work. Well, it is. So the water does the work in these systems, not the soil. So you've got hydroponic where the roots are always in the water. I think I just hosed myself. 
That's an old word, isn't it? Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. Where the, the roots are always in the water. It's a, this is a basic hydroponic system I made. The roots are always in the water, and you've got aquaponic that adds the fish. The fish are in the bottom of the bowl. You got the roots on the plants on top. If it's balanced right, the plants feed the fish, and the fish feed the plants. All works together. Ooh, he's taking pictures. So I am. <laughs> I'll pretend I don't know you're here. Okay, that's a good thing. Then you've got aeroponics, where the roots are always in the air. That's what the tower garden is, aeroponic system. This is an example of a basic hydroponic system called an aero garden. You get it on Amazon. They're just an elementary school in Warsaw. They have two or three of these. They're really cool. They're easy. They sit on a desktop. You buy the little pods with seeds in them. And if you look close, you can see you've got different colored lights up here. So you've got the different, you've got the reds and the blues and the spectrum. And I've seen people grow tomatoes on these. You've got the different spectrum. Now you want to do a small plant. You're not going to do a giant tomato on it. But cherry tomatoes can grow pretty well on it. Here you go. 88 to $250. So it's got a range. Here's the basic aquaponic system. Amazon, $85. You got the beta fish at the bottom. You got plants on top. Be cool for a small classroom on a desk. Help the students see the, how the, that things work together in the, in the creation that we enjoy. Do you do regular fish maintenance to that water? Or is it somewhat maintenance free? No. I would think, I don't have it, but I would think you would need to do regular fish maintenance. I doubt if that little system is balanced enough to have the fish feed the plants and plants feed the fish. Okay. Yeah, you probably have to to keep it. Now, the fish might feed the plants okay, but it probably won't go the other way around. You could try it, you could experiment. Hey, kids, with this work, in two months, see if the fish lives <laughs> <some time. laughs> Yeah, in the back. I have that system in my classroom. Do you? And I've had oh, to nice. water once. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. It works. Do you have beta fish in yours? Yes. Oh. Okay. Oh, you had it? I killed three beta fish last year. Okay. You killed them? <laughs> yeah, it happens to all of us. The uh, our daughters, they used to go to the carnival at school, and of course, you get those fish they bring home. That's what it's a death wish, a death wish for the fish. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah. After a while, we're like, are they going to die? Because we just went entirely on the bullet. Okay, then aeroponic, yeah, the tower garden here. And with, with this, the roots hang in the air, so you plant them in rock wool. And once they get to about this size, then you put them either on a clip, these appear on clips like this, and they hang in the, in the different ports here. Or you put them in a basket, Put it in a basket like that, that supports it. And then the roots go down inside here. Well, there's enough there's time afterwards. We come up and pull, I'll pull the top off, you take a look down in. But there are four, there are five sections here, and they stack together. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. 
So I love to build the I love to build this with kindergartners. As I build it, I'll say who's taller and have them come up, and then they measure the differences in the height between the, the students. I'll pass these pieces around and say so they, they feel it, they touch it, they see it, they measure it. Um, I had one teacher in the third grade, I think it was, I was in her classroom, she wanted the students to understand what 20 gallons was, because put 20 gallons in the, in the bowl. So she got 21 gallon milk cartons. Had to fill them all up and lay them all out. So they could see the volume and the difference in putting, the, putting it in. It was really cool the way she did that. The lights that are on, that, are, that come with the tower garden are for leafy green. So they're the 6500K version of it. I've seen, we've had uh, a couple classrooms that grew peppers on it. I was surprised they did that well. They grew really well. We've had some new tomatoes. In fact, I've got a teacher now at a local elementary school that asked me to come up and help with their, their, their get tomatoes going. And so I warned them. I said, well, you got to do some things, do things differently to get it going and stuff. But it's fun to try it and see how it works, see if it keeps going for it. Um, <coughs> Yeah, this is, uh, this is one, uh, a few years ago I was in a kindergarten classroom and I did, I helped the teacher from, uh, do a full growing cycle. We did lettuce, mostly lettuces, um, and then we had a salad party at the end. So that's, that's before we cut it, students enjoyed eating the lettuce. Since I started growing indoors, I eat more lettuce. Students will eat it. I've had teachers say, you know, they wouldn't touch the lettuce on their food tray, but they eat it because they grow it, which is a cool thing to have happen, to see that. So, lettuce going, and then we, we had a bowl. Of course, got to have pizza with it, too. Yeah. <laughs> it can't just be healthy all the time. And, you know, it just doesn't work. So you have the pizza. Students eating it. I love to grow arugula. Be, with, with students because it's fun to watch them eat arugula the first time. Anybody, anybody have arugula? Anybody like to have arugula? Uh, it's amazing the, the peppery, the strong peppery flavor of it. Somebody raise, somebody want a bite? Anybody brave enough to have some arugula? I'll try it. Yeah, I'll try it. There you go. Myself, Where do you put the lights? The lights. Are you, you going to tell us about that? I've got the lights here. Anybody else want to try? Oh, yeah, we'll try it. I've got the lights back here. I just didn't put them on. I probably should have. Oh, wow. All right. 
Yourselves while I find where it was here. Okay. This one? Black-seeded Simpson, that's what this is. Well, that's what you see over here the most. This is, okay, people set up front and get to try it. Yeah, we'll try that one too, yeah. Okay, all right, here Get your green. He just saves something. Do this tomorrow. He saves something. I'll tell everybody tomorrow that comes. Sorry, everybody the first half ate all the lettuce. Sorry about that. Thank you. Yeah. Compared to the sure. Thank you. There's not, the, there's not a lot of taste to it. It's light though. What I like about black seeded is it sprouts quick. In just a couple of days, it'll sprout. And this is maybe seven weeks. Oh really? Yeah. So especially in a classroom. For, for little kids, you don't want to try to grow a 90-day plant for a little kid. They'll get bored. But with the, with the black seed Simpson, most of the lettuces, and the bok choy is quick, too. Then, then you could go in six weeks, go seed to the salad party, and do a lot of teaching in between, which is really cool. But bok choy is good. Arugula is good. I like it. That's the other one that grows quick. It's, it's, I like to have students eat it because it's different than regular lettuce. And basil is a good herb to grow. It's bigger than oregano, but it grows really well. You gotta grow to impress. Anything that's gonna bring a fruit is gonna be harder to grow. <laughs> because of two things. One we talked about already was light. Change of the bulbs, change of the bulbs. What would be another thing that would make it difficult to grow tomato indoors? Insects or bugs? Uh, not too many inside, yeah. What do bees do for plants? Yeah. Yeah, you need to you need to hand pollinate them. Which for a junior high science class might be a good experiment to do. Even younger kids. And in some like peppers, peppers don't they, they sell pollinate, so they don't have to put the pollen between the between the flowers. A pea then you have to go between the pollen. You guys in uh, junior high, do you do Mendel experiments? Do you do talk about Mendel and the cross-pollination and stuff? You could, do, you could grow peas indoors and then have them try that. Have students try and see if it works. I think they'll discover it's harder than what they think it is in order to do it. But when you get into your fruiting plants, that's why it's going to be a little more difficult to grow indoors. You could do a watermelon tower garden. It'll grow, it'll grow all over your classroom. <laughs> if you're really into it, it'd be a lot of fun. I'd probably do it if I was a teacher, but that's just it. See if you grow up, I'm good on it. Have you ever used the Wisconsin fast plant in here? 
No, have it. What's that? It's a type. It's a type of seed that grows. It's bred to grow fast, so you can get through the cycle. Like oh, it's a radish. Yeah. Those are radish. Yeah, there's oh. like some. I, I don't know, three or four varieties that you can buy, but yeah. Oh. Okay. I've tried radishes. I've tried radishes that got to pop up the top. I got one. It was kind of little, but um, and for the most part, what do you do? What are you gonna do? A fruiting plant? For the most part, it's gonna grow a lot better outside than inside. Just because of the God did an amazing thing when He made the sun for us to grow those kind of plants. Cool. Now this, what what you see here is a kind of older model tower garden. The uh, November 1st, they're coming out one of the smaller bays. It's a, they call it a home unit. There'll be wheels on the bottom too. They only hold 13 gallons instead of 20 gallons, which is going to be a lot better for a classroom as well. There's micro, micro green growing thing on the top and regular plants down the bottom. So 32 plants total. Okay, questions? I was saying, how much? Yeah, that's the next slide. I got it. We are getting yeah, to we're going to get to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, yeah. So, now I'm getting, the next slide here is going to talk about grants available. So, okay, okay, we went from frowning to smiling. So that's good. I'll get to grants, but let me go through this first. They're 970. That's, that's the new one here with lights, with wheels, with, with materials and stuff. So, ready to go. They're sold through local Juice Plus distributors. And I'm a Juice Plus distributor. So you can order through me. In fact, if you're going to get one, I'd appreciate it if you ordered through me. <laughs> but what happens is if you buy one, you'll be assigned a distributor for support, for help. So if you buy it through me, then I'll be the one to help you get it going, make sure that you're successful with it. I get a commission when I sell one through Juice Plus. I'll just be up front with you. But everything else I do, especially in school, I do volunteer. So, so that's, that's just helping you out. Most of it's because I really enjoy helping teachers to grow indoors. Whether it's on a tower garden, whether it's on a, an arrow garden, whether it's doing your own stuff, I want to help you out. So if you're growing tomatoes indoors on some other system, email me. Have difficulty because I want to give it a hand for you. So grants are available to do this. The Warsaw Community School System, where I'm from, has well, let's back up a second. Costco County has three or four different school systems. Now, the pump just started. Oh. If they have to go to the bathroom now, just I know I'm not. <laughs> um, Warsaw Community, the the Costco County school systems. I have 40 plus tower gardens. They were all funded by K21 Health Foundation. And I discovered that health foundations want to encourage healthy eating, especially among, among kids. So they're a great place to start to try to get grants. Anybody here in Kosciuszko County? Anybody here in Elkhart County? Anybody here? That's the only other counties I know. <laughs> <laughs> would you go to Michigan? Or would there be a different distributor in Michigan? I can help you in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And I can do a lot by phone, by email. Send me a picture of a plant. I could probably give you a good idea what's going on with it. Uh, if I can't, then I'll be able to figure out who can. 
You won't. I'll, I'll come up and help you set them all up. It'll be fun. Michigan's not that far away. Right? Well, listen, where are you in Michigan? No, Colin. I don't know. I don't know how far north that is. Four and a half. It's not very. It's not very. Okay. Um, so in your county, probably the first place to look is, is Google Health Foundation. I know there's one Elk card I checked into that, that is, would, would accept applications for gardens, whether it's a tower garden, arrow garden, whatever. I think they would accept applications for gardens and schools. Kiwanis and Optimus might be an option. I know of a school in uh, Chicago that had the local Kiwanis support the Tower Garden. So I've got a list of other options, dgarden.com slash CEA, other options for funding, because I know they're expensive, and, and schools aren't going to have $1,000 to drop on those. Um, but they're definitely opportunities and I'll, I'll help you walk through the whole process as far as the application and outside funding and whatever you need to uh, try to make it happen. Okay, questions? That's my slide to there we go. Questions? Yeah. Um, have you ever, because you said this is at seven weeks, right? Yeah. Um, have you ever done like to seed and then seed harvest, replant with those seeds for the next Oh, to redo it then again yeah. for another six weeks? Yeah. Yeah, at home, often when I go at home, I'll go, well, I'll try to time it so that in five weeks, I've start a new, a new round of seeds. Because in about two weeks, those seeds go from, go get to be about here, I'm ready to go to the tower garden. So you've got different growing cycles, and then instead of every seven weeks having having lettuce, then every five weeks you can. Which is awesome. Oh, uh, it's, there's a pump down the base, and the water is now going up through the middle through this through this pipe. Once it gets to the top, then it spreads out. It's washing the roots. So the nutrient in the bottom. That it watches the roots of the water, the nutrient, water them, and the nutrient comes in the same time. I have a question. So explain how you start your seeds. Do you start it in here or do you do it in do you germinate it in another way? I'm glad you asked. Okay. I'll get to that. That's that's like that's three next. slides. Oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Here we go. And you know what? I'm gonna Okay, grow without a system. Like I said, I want to help you no matter what you're doing. So I want to go through how do you, how could you grow without this or air garden or or the aquaponic. So rock wool can be used for a lot of different rice, and it is used for a lot of different options. That tomato plant that you got there could be started indoors. I've done this before. I've started with rock wool and then and then planted them outdoors in soil. They grow great that way. A good way to get them started and going. So indoors, in this one here, that's a pretty good size lettuce. That's that's maybe seven weeks too. And it's not it. It's just been in a in a container. And if you think about that, if you've got 25 kids in your classroom, you could do 25 of those, and each one has a has a little 
salvage. Without it. Um, so the, the rock wool helps a lot to do that. The cocoa corn will work as well. You want to do that as well? I just didn't like it in the tower garden when I tried it. But it could work too outside if you want to be real green with it. So that's the, uh, this was the hydroponic, the hydroponic system I made. I can show you what I did. And this was part of a curriculum I worked on because I wanted to see does the hydroponic work better than the aeroponic. Um, I've got a curriculum that matches both, so they try to, the students will try to make it as, uh, as similar as they can, except for the hydroponic and the aeroponic. But that's all I did. Now, if you want to, this, this uh, I, there's not much, there wasn't much nutrient in here that I put. If you want to get it better, then you get some nutrient online, and you put a little nutrient in there for a lot better. You'd want, you'd want good light on it. That would help a lot, too, to grow to impress. Uh, but you could set up a bunch of these for your class. You could send them home with your students too if you wanted to, in order to keep it going, keep it going at home. Now, where do you get seeds? Menards, Walmart, Lowe's. This time of year, Barkseed.com. You have to work online. But I haven't found any difference between a twenty-cent seed. A 20 cent seed at packet at Walmart and a 250 seed packet at parkseed.com. I haven't found any difference between the two. Except for you saving $2.30 on it. I, I went into, it's a few years ago, I went into Menards in December and I asked one of the, one of the first of stock at shelves, when did the seeds come out? And she looked at me like, you're an, old, you're an old gardener, what are you doing? It's snowing outside. <laughs> Uh, I get excited when the seeds come out. Usually about January, you'll get the local ones to come out. And the, you look June, July, you'll start getting the sales in the box stores. But by then July, you, you'll have a hard time finding seeds. In August, too. So I try to stock up to make it through January. But I try to do that as well. How long so. do those seed packets last? I've got a good couple years. Um, if you get too long, you have less germination to plant more. So I threw out some a couple days ago that were from 2016. So I got to be careful because I'm pretty thrifty. I try to throw things away like that. Yeah. There's usually a date on the back, a sell-by date on the back too that you want to go by. Yeah. Okay. Here's your question. There we go. To start in rock wool. You want to you want to soak the soak the rock wool first, and typically you can just use the water you got. I got a couple containers. These I got online. They're pretty easy to find. Or or you got Tupperware at home. I mean I I've stolen some from my wife. She doesn't like that a lot. But once I use it, she doesn't want them back. She got it. Um, um, but I usually ask, okay? I, I, I tend to ask. But you see, she'd be smiling because, yeah, I do try to ask. Anyways, soak them in rock wool. Soak the rock wool with water. And here's where, too, if you want to grow to impress, you're going to want to balance the pH. 
Or if you're, or if you're teaching students and you want to get down to the gritty of it, you can teach them how to balance the pH, you can do that. You've got test scripts, you've got, you've got drops that you put into the water to test it. And then in the middle, just drop eight to ten different lettuce seeds. Grow lettuce, eight to ten different lettuce seeds. Now, this rock was from uh, Tower Garden. It has a bigger hole in the middle. The rock where you get all lines and ends on a smaller hole. It doesn't really matter much. But eight to ten lettuce seeds. If you've got uh, oh beans, beans in, you may want to do one seed. The bigger the seed, the less you're going to want to plant. And then cover it up. I covered it, it grow in, in light of sprout in the dark. Because if you think about it, when they're in the soil outside, they're in the dark. So in here, inside, you want to start them in the dark. Every day, you'll check to see if they sprouted, and then replace the water in the container. You'll have a lot less insects if you replace the water and keep it clean. Less chance of insects coming, and if you let it go a week without in there. So replace the water, and then you'll see them sprout. And I like it because the kids can actually see them sprout. Not just broken up in the soil or through something put in there, they can see it sprout. And by sprout, I mean little white bugs will come on the, on the plant. That sprout is ready to go to the light. If you wait too long, the lettuce in the plants gets really tall. That's when it gets leggy. You want short plants with big leaves. That's how you get the lettuce like this, short plants and big leaves. So once it sprouts, you want to get it in light. Tower garden, just put it on the base. Otherwise, a clip-on desk clamp works great with a bulb in it. And I'll usually get it really close to the plant. They used to say keep it three inches away, but that was back when the bulbs were a lot hotter. Got an LED, it's cool enough, you get it really close. And the closer you get to the plant, the better it's going to grow. The more you're going to get the bigger leaves and the shorter stems. I picked this up at Menards. It's just an under cabinet light fixture with a plug on it. It's designed for. And I found a bulb at 6500K. And I mounted two of them underneath a drop leaf table that somebody gave me. They were moving and they gave me a drop leaf table. I'm cheap. I just, yeah. So I mounted it underneath and then that's, that's where I start the seeds. That's where I put them once they're, uh, once they're in the light. Um, yeah, that's where I put them in the light. Back to when you said you cover them and you put them in the dark, what do you cover them? Oh, I use a file folder at home. <laughs> Construction paper works great. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Just so they're just so it's dark. Yeah. About a week, they're going to be about this size, about that size, and from there they go in the tower garden, or or you let them grow in it. Well, you can put them in a in one of these. Or you could just let them grow. Just keep replacing the water so you don't get insects, no nutrients. You could let them grow in there. Oh, people ask me where these come from. Uh, they're, they're from my cousin's 3D printer. So, yeah, we've made these. And, yeah. So I've got a... I think I have a link to that. I have a Teachers Fake Teachers account that has this on it. It has these 
3D model that you can download and use in your 3D printer for it. Um, if you want it for free, just email me and I'll send it to you. Oh, that'd be fine. But uh, yeah, they're for my cousin's laser 3D printer. Okay, any questions? Yeah, and you know what? If you want to take one, seriously, if you want to take one and throw this out to your students, if you have a 3D printer in your classroom, yeah. and go, hey, can you make this? Just, just take one, you're fine with that. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. So, any, any questions? Yeah. Is there a do-it-yourself system that would do that, or should I not ask because you want to sell? That. You know what? If I had a do-it-yourself system, I wouldn't be selling. <laughs> yes. Seriously, I wouldn't be. Right. Um, the, the 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 main thing is it starts with food grade plastic. It's not oh, PVC. Right. If you do PVC, it leaches into the water. Yeah. But man, if you can make one, go for it. If you make one yourself, send me a picture. I'll help you grow the plants on it. Just wondering what I could do with this really expensive light I bought one time. If that comes oh, with light, um, okay. yeah, wondering what that would be good to do with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could probably use it off to the side as you're growing plants. Yep. And even plants to plant outdoors or plants apart from the tower garden too. Sure. Yeah, and you can get this without the lights. Yeah. A lot of people do it grow oh. outdoors too. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can it's get not it a package thing. You can take. Okay. No. Sure. There's a. There's a. You know what? Take my card and email me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's also there. There's a limited time where you can just get the unit, not with the lights. I see. Yeah. But but. Uh, well, you got my information. Drop me a note. Yeah. Because I'd love to help you walk through stuff. That'd be great. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. That's the tea gardener at dot com at ca or dot. Steve at teagardener dot com. Yeah. Steve. Oh, here you go. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I want to show you a video clip here really quick. I had a... Uh, this is from a kindergarten teacher in North Webster. She's a, in a public school. I'm fairly certain that she's a Christian. But there's just a limited amount she can do in the classroom. But I want to, I just want to show you how she used indoor gardening for a bunch of different topics, a bunch of ways she taught the kids. It's about four minutes here. And just to go, how could you integrate faith in this?
discovery with the students she went into healthy eating and then she she ended with and she had the students vote on it vote on what they were going to do with the lettuce so uh, she went into into how do you, you know helping out other people with it and stuff so how would you integrate that integrate faith following Jesus how would you integrate that into what you do in your classroom I think we have three minutes probably any quick ideas in three minutes and good stewards of God's gifts. Okay. And seriously, I mean, I've, I've, I've taught in a Christian school. I would love to do that, to be able to, to, be able to help with it. And I have done that, so I'm, this is, uh, I'd like to know what you're doing. You're being good stewards of God's gifts, okay? I, I think you said it in the beginning. I mean, it's amazing what's in a seed. Yeah. We just tend, we don't do, we don't put any of the genetics yeah. in there. It's yeah. already in there. We just learn how to care for what God already needs. Okay. That sense of awe. Uh, What's that? Sense of wonder, seeing it happen in, yeah. in front of me. Okay. Does it go back to Adam in the garden and, and God telling him to take care of the earth? And, okay. Other ideas? I love that little girl when she's looking at the roots, right? Like just 
I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. God is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yep. It sure is, yeah. And even getting them to think beyond themselves, you know, and how they can sell that and then help others, too. Yeah. It's one thing for them to have it for themselves, but then to go beyond and look at globally how can we, you know, look at the world. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Cool. My daughter sent me uh, sent me a seed packet for Christmas. The daughter at Yosemite sent me a little little uh, uh, giant sequoia seeds. There were eight of them, little growth things. She said, "Dad, if anybody could start these, you can." <laughs> I went, "Okay, after the challenge." And out of eight, two of them sprouted. And I've got I've got little giant sequoia seeds at my office. See, they're about that tall. And we went out in July and, and to visit her. We walked through these these 300-foot trees. They're 1,000 years old. It's incredible to me that that they started with a seed and there's tiny little seedlings that are in my office. And God does that. It's just amazing to me that that you know we've got that. And I don't know where I'm going to plant them. I mean, where do you put a giant sequoia in 100 years? In my house, you know, in my yard, in the town. <laughs> yeah, try it. Only giant in northern Indiana. So. Okay, I'll hang around if you want. If you want to take a look up front, you can ask questions. Email me your gardening questions and stuff. And thanks for coming.